Hey everybody, welcome to another podcast of Real Talk with Guile Group. Today's podcast is a hot topic and I am putting a disclaimer out there right now. Can yes. get a, it might little, get yeah. a little crazy, yep. mostly on my part, but so today we I'll are- I'll bring her back to earth, it's all good. <laughs> today we are talking about how realtors get paid. There's always controversy about we make all kinds of money. Why do we pay you huge amounts of commission? And, you know, we're not talking about percentages here today, but we are going to talk a little bit about how we work as realtors, the fact that a buyer's agent and a seller's agent both get paid in a transaction. We're going to talk about um, actually what it costs for us to actually do our job and kind of how the process works. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so um, actually, before we do that, um, this has required really like hot topic disclaimer. Vicky could get a little crazy. Just saying. Yeah, so happen. cheers. We kind of broke out a glass of wine. It it's did. not in the morning when we're taping this. It is afternoon. Right. <laughs> so here's here's to hoping to get through hot topic today. Oh, we got it. We got it. <laughs> so actually, kind of some of what brought this on to and it, and um, I believe it was 2020. Maybe 2019, um, the Department of Justice filed a lawsuit against the mm-hmm. uh, National Association of Realtors, and they alleged, well, the, the lawsuit was that um, NAR, National Association right. Realtor, was engaged in uncompetitive practices, the way that commissions are set up. Right. So just kind of high level way commissions are set up right now, all of the commission is set based on the seller side of the transaction. Right. Everything comes off yeah. of the seller side of the transaction. When you're looking at an estimated sheet, a seller estimate sheet at the end, all commissions, total commissions come off of that one side. Yeah. And when a time at the time a listing is sold, a total amount of commission is discussed with the seller. They agree to that and it's for both agents, both the selling right. agent or an SAC or the buyer's agent commission which is a BAC. BAC. Yeah. Yeah, and so the lawsuit is saying is that it, it's not transparent, that buyers don't know what they're really paying the uh, their buyer's agent, and uh, so basically saying and a competitive. Right. Uh, so, so some interesting trains of thought, and I, I was reading an article in the Wall Street Journal, it was right. talking about that, and um, you know it was saying that it was make basically making the industry it's not competitive, um, it isn't fostering innovation. Uh, since buyers aren't aware of what they're paying, basically, buyers agent could pay kind of whatever. It wasn't a big deal, so right. I mean, that was that was really what was coming down. Okay, so here's Vicky's first caveat <laughs> and okay, discussion. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have some wine. Yeah, good idea. Uh, first of all, when we meet with a buyer, as you all know, when we meet with a buyer, we go through the buyer's process and we explain to the buyer that technically, they because it's not coming off of their side that it doesn't cost them anything to use us as a buyer's agent, which is true. But then I also go on to explain that it comes off of the seller side. And is the buyer paying a price for a buyer's agent? Yes, technically they are because they're paying a certain sales price. Out of that sales price off of the seller side, all of those you know deductions and you know all, all the credits, all the deductions, everything goes off the seller side for mm-hmm. that. And so, in theory, theoretically, they are paying us because right. they're paying a price for a house and the monies are coming out of that. Right. But it's not really on their net sheet. Right. So it looks like right. 
you know, and and they they aren't really paying us out of pocket at that moment. Right. So I mean, we're expecting to see some changes in regulation coming out. One thing we may start seeing is yeah, that the buyer's disgusting. agent commission is going to be listed in public forums. Public forums. Thank you. So any place any that a buyer that can see, we can see a property. You're looking at a property. It's going to yep. show what the buyer's agent commission is. Right. And frankly, Great. they could they could get that information. From us, there's nothing yeah. to say. I don't think right. that we could not disclose that to a buyer's right. agent. So, right. so that's a, that's the first thing. It's not really a secret. No. I mean, I don't keep it a secret. So, yeah. and and just so you know, buyers agents commissions. They well, I mean, I mean, it's not going to be a secret out there where where they're at. So we'll be able to see that information. Right. We'll share that information. Well, and and, and on the seller side, when the sellers are talking about how commissions are paid. Again, we decide that up front. So kind of, yes, there's legislation going out there, but I kind of want to break it down. No, no. I want to explain to everybody, and we've done this with buyers and sellers. We are business people. We own our own business. Guile Group is an incorporated business, and we hang our license with Premier Property Group. We run a business, so that means we pay our taxes as a business. We pay employees, and we pay their taxes and their workers comp and their social security if they're employees of ours we pay for that we pay for all of that insurance we offer insurance to our employees we have to pay for our own insurance there are that's just our own personal things so we are going to get paid like any other person in a normal nine to five job we get a salary from our company we are paid for that right so so actually i mean interesting enough so one of the big complaints is with the lack of transparency is um, that it isn't fostering any innovation in the industry. And I don't agree. Totally. And I know you don't agree. Yeah, 100%. But because I think there's a lot of innovation in the industry. And you're actually just kind of talking about some of the innovation in the industry. Um, You know, but it was talking about percentages. The the argument out there is that commission percentages haven't changed in 20 years. Well, one, yes, they have. Yep, they they sure have. I know you're not going to argue with me on that one. Nope. You know, so, you know, yes, there's more competition and it, it's driving the commission rates down, yep. you know, it, so we're seeing that. Okay. But see, I told you it was going to get hot. So to that end, the, the, the changing of the commission percentage, mm-hmm. not only that, our industry, there are probably other industries, but off the top of my head, there isn't one coming to me. Our industry goes through ups and downs. Sure. Oh, wait, everybody says right now in this market, oh, we're in a bubble, it's going to crash. Well, we don't believe that in this time frame. But we have seen crashes 2008, 2009. I was an agent during that period of time. And not only did prices go down, when prices go down, our commissions go down. Yeah. Yes. Whether the percentage changes or not, which it has changed, just to be clear. Yeah. But... Um, it's our salaries go down. Yes, no, and do so that, I don't know anyone else in a job whose salary is dependent upon what's happening in the economy in that moment. Right. Not only do our, our salaries go up and down based on where prices are in the in the market, but our salaries, you know, when the market gets tight, they're fewer transactions. Right. So the frequency of yep, business absolutely. Is, is, yeah, changes. Absolutely. So I mean, some other areas of innovation, which I think um, that we've that, that we've done as an industry. Well, I was going to pull a Vicky. I was going to say what the, the argument was was a bunch of crap. 
<laughs> is that um, it didn't. I'm all for a bunch right. of crap. <laughs> a bunch of crap. That's actually not what I want to say. <laughs> but it was going to be, you know, there's there not innovation. There's totally innovation. We're seeing a lot of innovation. We're seeing, I set up today nine showings for tomorrow. I used an automated system that helped me set that up, yep. which five years ago, that tool wasn't there. I would either have to have done it myself or yep. paid our transaction coordinator right. to do that and call all those agents well, that's set up all those times. And that's innovation for us. But there's well, innovation is, but, for our clients as well. Well, it's making us more industry. competitive because we're able to right. do that. I mean, if you look at just what the job is and you start breaking it down, there's things that are more competitive. I think the other thing is we're more competitive and we're seeing in the industry, we're a team. We have a team. Yep. You know. Ten I'm years not ago, sure where you're going with this. No, okay, yeah. well, hang with me. I'm 10, 20 years ago, there were a lot of solo agents. Ah. Now there are more teams. Yeah. The teams allow us to do to be more yes. innovative and effective with our time. One hundred percent. And better serve our clients. One hundred percent. A team is awesome because it does free that up. It actually frees us up to be able to talk to our clients right. even more and and be able to hand off some things that we now can always interface with our clients, which is where we want to be. Right. Well, think about, I mean, how it would have been well, when you started out. I yep, mean, I did it know, all myself. You did it all yourself. Yep. You're going to do all, all your own marketing. I did all my own paperwork. I did, did I did all, all my own, own all, I did all of it. Yep. Yeah. So you did that. Yeah. Now you're able to hand some of that yep. off 100%. to our marketing person, 100%. to our transaction yep. coordinator that allows you to be doing the higher value work. Yep. Which we are, we are more competitive, quite frankly, if you look at it from a business model standpoint, than, than you know, maybe some of us trying to do it all. Yeah, you know, Absolutely. so we're able to offer better service. Yep, um, at a more competitive price and service a, a broader, a broader yeah. you know, group of customers. Let's break it down a little more, even yeah. because, um, and I think people know this. But I, I think people know a lot of things. <laughs> they watch our podcast and they're like, oh, that was great information. Yeah. I didn't know that. So here's another one, which is when you're working with us as a buyer, when we are showing you property, when we are writing offers, when um, we are basically the writing the offers, the inspections, yeah. the all of that is time that we take to do those those things, all of the tasks, all of the... I don't know how many lists of tasks, well over 40 things in yeah. just one transaction on a buyer side. Yeah. On a listing side, there's even more on the listing side. But on the buyer side, um, the fact that um, the all of those things, we're not paid for those things no. up front. We bear the brunt of that. Yeah. Our gas, our time, our paperwork, the showings, break that down a little bit into yeah. costs of what that costs us that we're doing up front right. until we actually close a transaction. So up to the time that we actually get an offer accepted and then while we're going through and managing the transaction as well, that additional 30 days, we could be working with a client and that's working one-on-one -on -one with the client um, easily you know, in oh, this market, okay. several months, yeah. where and we're not getting paid for that work. We get paid for that work at the end when it all finishes. We don't get right. a deposit. We don't get a retainer. We don't get any of those things. We are working, and then when we close a transaction, we actually get paid off of the seller side. Right. I mean, so yeah, I'm looking at it. It's kind of you know what you're talking about here. I'm kind of breaking it down. 
the major parts of the buyer transaction. We've got a consultation. Yep. We're going to sit and talk to the buyer. We're going to spend an hour just talking to you about, yep. you know, how the process, process works. works. We're going to talk to you about what That's you're looking for. One. That's yeah. step number one. All this stuff. We're going to then we're going to be doing things. We're going to be showing houses, and um, you know, from showing houses. We're going to also, once you find a house I like, oh, great, I'm going to give you a competitive market analysis on it to see what it's, it, you know, that's another step of yep. what's the value of it. Uh, we're going to write offers and all these things. I mean, there's there's all these steps in the process. So it's interesting hearing some of the experts talking about it now. Oh, we need more transparency. You know, maybe if we broke out all these costs, you know, people would understand what they would what they would get. Well, I think it's important to understand. I, I, I think it is. I, um, but, yeah. So, I mean, so basic things that, you know. When, you, when you're kind of looking at a high level, I think it's easy to oversimplify. It's like, well, you're going to show them a house or two and you're going to write an offer and all this stuff. Well, yeah. no. When I'm working in a buyer with this market right now, I'm showing them 20 houses, 30 houses. Yeah. I'm writing five, seven, ten <coughs> offers. Um, I'm doing, you know, 15, 10, 15 CMAs to get that offer accepted. Yep. Now I finally got my payday at the end of it, you know. Um, there's been some talk up there. It's like, well, maybe it'd be better if people paid a la carte. That's an interesting idea. Am I going to go to my buyer and tell him, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to show you houses. Um, tomorrow we're going to go look at houses and here's my bill for $500 from showing you houses for tomorrow. Kind of like a lawyer. Yeah. Where you're doing billable hours. These right. are the hours that you've already racked up. This is how much it costs you for an email. Right. This is how much it costs you. Interesting. Right. Honestly, you know, I've said this before, that professionals, um, on I think we're one of the only industries that actually has to feel like they justify <laughs> their cost for what they do because I don't ask my doctor what his business breakdown is and how what it costs him to run his business. Yeah. I don't ask my dentist. I don't ask my lawyer. I don't ask my tax accountant. I'm sorry, can you explain to me how you do this? Mm -hmm. I think we're one of the only industries and we are a professional industry. Yeah. I know that there's a whole debate about that, and that's a whole nother podcast. But I conduct myself as a business. I am a professional. I have 16 plus years experience. I, if you're going to hire me, we are working together, and I am bringing my expertise. Yeah. And I'm getting paid for that expertise. And if we were to break it down in an hourly rate, I guess we could. But again, a dentist Doctors, they don't do that. Lawyers do billable yeah, hours, yeah. so that could be a model. Yeah, could be. Yeah, could be. I mean, so, so interesting things. So, what I've seen, kind of both sides of this. So, been looking at it. You know, some people are saying, "Yeah, let's do that. We have total transparency. You want a CMA? It's going to cost you this. You want to show a house? It's going to cost you this." That the concern in the flip side of this whole thing is, um, if you're going to be a buyer. Are you going to go to the cheapest source out there mm -hmm. for things? Mm -hmm. If you're going to be a buyer, are you going to be able to pay that money up front or do you want to be able to roll it into the cost of your transaction? Yeah. Because if we change this model to a point where buyers are paying and they're paying up front, now we're putting people at maybe a little bit of a risk of are they choosing the best representation or can only the people with money get good representation? So are we skewing what's going on in the service that we're we providing already, as agents? But that's, our, that's already an issue when we're talking about selling because people, people are determining based on what a listing agent says to them whether they're going to hire them or not based on whatever they say it's going to cost them. Right. They're already doing that. 
They're already doing that on the seller side. Yes, yes they are. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. See, here we go. <laughs> and, and no one thought this was going to happen. See, I'm going the other way in this thing. Yeah. Uh, no. But but no, what, what is interesting about this whole thing is, and some concerns that come up in, in are, would it be discriminatory against people of lower income, of I different races, that. I have, of Interesting. if we decouple this whole thing. Yep. If I'm making this much money, I can't pay for the best service that, that's out there available. Or I need to be able to roll that into the cost of my transaction. But if I'm paying up front... We are reversing roles. I know we are. This is fun. <laughs> just, just for everyone, just for the viewing audience, fine. I'm usually that person. Yeah. <laughs> I am usually that person. No, but it, but but it brings up a, an interesting ethical thing. Is and, yeah. and what I've read is and, and and it makes sense to me is if we are making changes, if if the Department of Justice continues to push yep. and we make changes, yeah. I'm a hundred percent against uh, a po- uh, not opposed, but a agreement with transparency about where yeah. we're at with with commissions and all that. Perfect. If buyers have to start paying up front, that represents something that's very interesting if we do something in buyers so kind of the train of thought is buyers pay for what buyers do sellers pay for what sellers do sellers set their own commission and buyers find an agent that they want to work with and they pay that buyer that buyer's agent directly that's a big talk out there well i I think that splitting it like that is okay where because to your point where i was saying sellers already do that they're kind of looking at how much it's going to cost them and then they decide from there but to be fair, they're not paying that up front. They also are paying that on yeah. the back end when the transaction closes, just like when a buyer buys, yeah. right? We don't get paid until the transaction closes. So the seller, to your point that they're going to have to shell out money as they go for the buyer. Yeah. And I, my argument was the seller kind of already does some of that, but they don't they do. up front. They right. don't pay up front. They pay right. at the end. So I don't think it would be an awful thing either if you want to split it. If it yeah. were split where the buyers, are, you know, the buyer commission comes off of the buyer side and the listing commission comes off of the exactly. listing side. Exactly. Um, and, but there will, I guess they'll figure out how to regulate all of that or mm. not. I don't know. Um, but it, but an interesting point. I mean, that could be done. Right. Because that I mean, be that's, that's what I've seen is like, Okay, the first step is this transparency on yeah. commissions. That's fantastic. 100% against right, that. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, 100% you support that. You keep saying that. that. I know Are you sure that's not a Freudian <laughs> Good Lord. You are in agreement I'm in with agreement the transparency. With that. I'm in agreement with the transparency. Okay. I'm even in agreement that possibly down the road we split it. Seller pays for seller. Yeah. Buyer pays for buyer. Yeah, I'm not opposed to that. I think that makes but sense. But if buyer pays for buyer, there needs to be a way that that buyer's cost is factored into their closing cost. Of course. So they can find that's, that. But that's what I mean. It's not going up front. I agree. Right. That's what I'm saying is that the, the seller pays at the end and so would the, the buyer. Right. Be able to somehow wrap that in. But then that is a lender you know, that brings in the, the lending. Right. It, you know, there's a lot of things to consider. Right. And I'm not going to get political. There's a lot. I started to, and I'm not going to. Uh, I saw you a, bite your tongue. I did. And <laughs> there's a lot of things to consider. Yeah. There's a lot of things to consider. And we have survived this this little conversation. Um, and I think we've done it relatively successfully yeah. and kind of a broad overview. But I, and I'm sure you are too, really interested to hear what you all think. Um, 
in what which vein would you like to see something if it's transparent that's great i have no problem with that i mean i think we're mm-hmm. transparent yeah. anyway as it is so that's not an issue but how would you if you're a buyer out there would you be okay with paying at the buyer side and being able to roll it into your closing costs and that you know have it separated it's already kind of there it just comes off of the seller side mm-hmm. um so that's not that much of a transition really no not really um so would you like to see it that way or you know be kind in your comments and your discussions about how you would view it as a seller or a buyer but we sure would be interested to hear your convert your um comments on that and um we thank you again for joining us for a podcast with um real talk with the guy group